Welcome to the Be Well Buzz podcast, your number one weekly source for natural health and wellness. This is your resident nutritionist, Sean Stevenson. And it's that time of the year when people are coming into my office complaining about their allergies. So I thought it would be really timely to share some really in-depth and valuable information about allergies with you. So let's be straight about one thing. Allergies can be a big time hassle and a really challenging nuisance for a lot of people. And for some people, it can just be a seasonal inconvenience, while for others, the results can be absolutely deadly. So today I'm going to share with you some tools and strategies for protecting yourself against troublesome allergies, how to radically reduce their symptoms, and in some cases, eliminate them completely. And I'll start this with a story. It was many years back that I was dealing with my seasonal bout of hay fever, and it was miserable. You know, I'd go through the day barely being able to breathe, but as it began to get darker outside, that constriction in my lungs and just that inability to breathe got worse. And all I can remember is just wanting to go to sleep so that I can wake up and feel better the next day because I simply couldn't breathe when it got dark outside. And just a couple of years prior to this, I actually ended up in the ER because of it. Now, fast forward a couple of years. So this was about eight years ago now. And not many people realize this, but my mother-in-law has been my greatest teacher. And at the time, you know, I was over at my girlfriend's house, who's now my wife, and my mother-in-law was talking to me, and she was actually an occupational therapist. So she's, I didn't see her as like some health guru and all these things like that. And I definitely didn't consider myself that, but I thought I knew way more than I did. You know, being a, a guy who was in the gym, training people and all these things, but I was teaching the stuff that I was taught in college. So anyways, to make a long story short, she was talking to me and asking me about my symptoms because I looked a mess. I was uh, coughing and had all this mucus and I just felt horrible. And I just said, you know, it's the weather outside. It's just got me feeling really bad. It's just, you know, it's this weather. And she asked me a question that really baked my noodle, that really fried my brain. And she said, is it something out there or is it something in you? And I thought about it, that this weather that I was blaming things on with my, with my body, it's actually, it's, it's me. It's something going on within myself. And once I kind of got that and, and redirected the attention towards what I can control, not the weather, because that's just going to be what that's going to be, but controlling my internal environment and looking at what's going on within myself that's actually in response or reaction to what's going on out there. I have to look at myself first. And that changed my whole thinking in that split second, in that moment. And I'm so grateful that it did. So I'm sharing this story with you to let you know that I have a very intimate connection with dealing with allergies. And I know how it feels and I know what a challenge it can be. And since that day, since that point, I've never had an episode of any kind of allergies or allergic reactions. And it's been a life free of these things. And I'm going to teach you exactly how I was able to do this and how I've actually helped many, many other people to eliminate their allergies as well. So the first thing to understand and to write this down is that allergies are a sign of a toxic body. The cleaner your internal processing system or your internal environment, the less likely 
you're going to be compromised by any foreign particles or reactive species outside of yourself. Now, what we're going to do is dive in and look at what's going on on a really sound scientific level. So I'm going to try to make this as simple as I possibly can. So just take good notes and you're going to learn a lot. Where this begins is with a class of antibodies. And this class starts with, we're going to start with IgE, which is immunoglobulin E. Now, this particular immunoglobulin is associated with immediate allergies. So those things that immediately trip you off, you know, you, you're in a certain environment, you're around, you know, pollen or dander or something like that, and you get the release of histamine. You know, your body goes into this kind of reactive state to where you start to get congested, sneezing, coughing, all those kind of symptoms. Now, these aren't usually life-threatening reactions, but sometimes if they're not treated properly and treated intelligently, they can be. So this is things like we talked about before, hay fever, which this is essentially a reaction to dust, the springtime pollen, things of that nature. We also have things like hives, and this is a reaction to eating certain foods, in particular nightshades or other foods that the person might have a reaction to. And then we can look at something like eczema and dermatitis, which this is also a food reaction, and it can be something that actually gets in contact with your skin and you get allergic reaction on your skin directly. Now, it's not that IgE is some bad thing. As a matter of fact, it, the main benefit that it actually has with your body is it contributes to your body's defense against parasites. That's really what has been found to be critical for as, as far as the human body, as far as mammals. But it does play this very key role in allergy disorders, especially with hypersensitive individuals, when these individuals are known as atopic individuals. So basically, atopic individuals have a predisposition. So if you're dealing with allergies, this is probably you. They have a predisposition towards developing hypersensitive allergic reactions. Now, this does have some genetic and hereditary aspects, but contact with a specific allergen actually has to still take place to create this hypersensitivity. Now, what's been found is that atopic individuals have up to 10 times the normal level of IgE in their blood. However, and this is a big understanding, however, it is not a prerequisite for these symptoms to occur because many people with asthma, for example, have been shown to have normal levels of IgE. So again, an atopic person will typically display one or more of the following, eczema, hay fever, allergic asthma, and also they have a tendency to have very strong food allergies. And this is key. That's something that you really need to write down and remember that. Now, another class of immunoglobulins known as IgA or immunoglobulin A is also very important to consider here. And this is because it has specific function in protecting your body's mucosal surfaces, specifically your mouth, your eyes, throat, lungs, and gastrointestinal tract from infection. Now, overactivity or deficiency in this class of immunoglobulins can lead to some big time problems, and you're going to understand why. For example, diseases and genetic disorders reported to be associated with selective IgA deficiency, so if somebody's dealing with actual deficiency in this, include allergic disorders, recurrent infections, asthma, food allergies, and again, this is very important, Crohn's disease, celiac disease, chromosome abnormalities, and autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, systemic lupus, 
and even thyroiditis. All of these are connected with this IgA antibody. So it's a pretty big deal. And I hope that you're seeing now that we've got these two immunoglobulins and there are many different ones, but these two in particular need to be understood and paid attention to because allergies are not something that just happened to us. These are responses going on in our body and the way that our body's processing information depends on these very, very small molecules and cellular processes and receptor sites and all these different things. So we want to stack the odds in our favor when we're dealing with allergies to make sure that these channels are functioning properly, they're open, and everything gets to do its job in a way that's serving us and not actually hurting us. Because at the very root of it, these allergic reactions are our body's attempt to actually protect us. And it seems like, you know, why would my body be protecting me and making it so that I can't breathe? It's trying to protect you from breathing in something that can hurt you. And that's the big understanding that needs to happen. So if your body feels that it's being threatened, it's going to start to shut things down. So we want to make sure that our body's responses are appropriate and that everything is, is modulated properly. Now here's where the rubber really meets the road with protecting yourself against these allergies. IgA allergies to yeast, eggs, soy, milk, and gluten have all been identified. And although gluten has been the most heavily studied, which we see this all over the place now, gluten-free this, gluten-free that, tremendous amount of people are now coming out and being tested and found that they have gluten intolerance. However, it's not that it just happened. This has been going on for years and for many, many other people. It's just that these things have not been connected together. So IgA is associated with the gut and IgA allergies can cause gut damage, which directly causes intestinal permeability. So things are starting to get into our blood supply that would normally not be able to because of the exposure to these certain foods. And the most extreme cases here again are from gluten, which is the protein found in wheat and other associated grains, and casein, which is a protein found in milk. These are both linked very heavily to causing this intestinal gut damage and really screwing up our body's proper response to allergens. Now the question might come up of why would my gut have anything to do with the allergies I'm experiencing with the sneezing and the inability to breathe? This is very simple. We're holistic beings. Everything is systemically connected. There's not one thing operating in a vacuum, in a space separate from everything else. Your gut health is directly linked to the functioning in your brain, the functioning in your toes. Everything is interconnected. But on a biological level, a vast majority of your immune system is located in your gut. So that factor in and of itself would tell you that if we have some gut issues going on and our immune system is disoriented or dysfunctioning and we're exposed to environmental allergens and we're an atopic person, we've got some serious problems going on here. But to go a little bit deeper, when we have that intestinal permeability and our microvilli are allowing in unauthorized particles of food or other substances, this is getting into your blood and our immune system is very intelligent. So it's going to immediately go and break down and attack anything that's not broken down into what we've evolved having, like amino acids, for example. So if a whole protein substance gets into our body, like that of gluten, boring its way through our gut lining and getting into our blood supply, our immune system is going to go and attack it and break it down. But the problem arises that now our immune system is in a hypersensitive state. And anything that looks similar to that protein 
with the gluten, it's going to go and start to destroy that as well. So with this knowledge in your hands, being someone who's hypersensitive to allergic reactions and dealing with things like hay fever, we want to immediately eliminate one of the underlying causes of allergic reactions, which is exposure to casein and gluten. Because these have been studied and now very well understood that this is going to disrupt the functioning of IgA. And when you've got dysfunction with IgA and IgE, you're going to have much higher incidence of having allergic responses to things outside of yourself. We have to pull out one of the underlying causes of something that disrupts our immune system. Pull out the main underlying causes of what actually increases our risk slash incidence of having allergies in the first place. So that's where I want to move to next. Because now that we've gotten all sciencey and nerdy, talking about IgA and all these different things like that, let's look at some real tangible and practical applications and things that are increasing our incidence of allergies. And the whole key is just being aware of them so that we can better protect ourselves and arm ourselves against these things. And then from there, doing things to fortify our immune system and to help protect us on that front as well. So one of the big things that increases our risk of allergies and our incidence of allergies is exposure to carbon dioxide, in particular in the form of car exhaust. I'm bringing this up because studies show that, you know, when they've done autopsies on bodies in a certain population that have been exposed to heavy traffic, you know, places like Los Angeles, for example, studies have shown that 100% of those case studies had lung disease when the bodies were examined and the lungs were examined during autopsy. And this is just one of those little known facts that people don't know about. And it's not like run out of the cities. We can't be exposed to this stuff. It's just that that tremendous exposure will catch up to us. It will have a burden on our system because human beings have never existed in conditions like this before to where we're exposed to such things. So in a situation like that, it's not that you want to run from the city. It's that you want to really stack the conditions in your favor. You want to do not everything right necessarily, but you want to do a lot of stuff right just so your body can protect itself as best as it possibly can and not end up being a victim. Another factor that increases your risk of allergies is exposure to pesticides. Now, these can be neurogenic. These can also be estrogenic. So these are going to influence your hormones as well as your brain and your neurological system. And both of these are modulating and reacting and working together with those immunoglobulins we were talking about before. So it's not just that food is getting sprayed with pesticides to kill bugs. This is affecting our body because many of these bugs are larger than our cells. So our cells don't really have a chance against these new compounds that have been invented that we're consuming every day if somebody's not eating organic food. So that exposure to pesticides is another big burden and increases your risk of allergies. Now, some of the other things that increase our risk of allergies, which I'll just kind of run through here, are exposure to radioactive pollution. That's another big concern. Leaky gut, which we pretty much described earlier, that intestinal permeability, as a result of that exposure to gluten and grains and also that exposure to casein. And if you want more information about that, which I highly, highly recommend, if you've not heard it yet, go and listen to the podcast that I did for you about invincible gut health. It's one of the most important overall factors for your health is having that 
really high functioning gastrointestinal tract because that's how you actually absorb nutrition and get your nutrition from the rest of the world as well as what's protecting you from things that should not be in your body. So you've got to have that together. So many different problems are related to having gut disorders that it's absolutely mind-blowing. So we need to definitely take a look at that. Now, as I just mentioned casein again, another big factor that increases your risk of allergies is consumption of dairy, especially milk. And in my particular case, I did one thing and one thing only that really changed the course of my health and never having to deal with allergies again. I eliminated dairy. Once I did that, magically, seemingly, I didn't have allergies anymore. I didn't have all this mucus that was constantly coughing up. It was like, I couldn't believe it because I'd been consuming dairy for so long. And at that time, I was drinking organic milk. And I thought that it was okay, you know, but the actual real world results, I don't care about what's supposed to be good for you. I care about what the results say. And the results said when I stopped consuming it, I didn't have allergies anymore. And I was even drinking unhomogenized milk and it was organic. So I was like, this is the best stuff ever. Why am I not getting better? So I pulled it out completely, allergies gone. Now, I'm gonna say this big caveat because again, some people, dairy can be very valuable for you. But if you're going to consume it, make sure that it's not pasteurized as well. You wanna have what's known as raw milk. So the way that nature actually presents it is in its raw form. But I'm not recommending that. I'm not recommending that for everybody. Some people, it will work well with you if you have some particular deficiencies. It could be very helpful. But you have to be genetically inclined to actually consume bovine milk, milk from another species. Because a lot of people have underlying health issues as a result of drinking this cow's milk and they don't even know about it. So I encourage you to do the research yourself. If you're dealing with allergies, do that one thing. If you walk away with one thing from this podcast, give it a shot. Go 30 days dairy-free and see what happens with your allergies. Now onto some other things that increase your risk of allergies. Mineral deficiencies. These have been linked to a whole array of allergic conditions. So deficiencies in zinc and magnesium in particular, those two deficiencies can be a big, big problem. Deficiencies in vitamins like vitamin C, vitamin E. Deficiencies in essential fatty acids. So the omega-3s, omega-6s, omega-9s. All these things are very, very important to our neurological system and our ability to respond properly to things going on in our environment. And the vast majority of people are especially deficient in omega-3 fatty acids. And again, I always have to say this just for people who are new to this, we're not getting these things in the form of so-called quote vitamins. Those things can turn out to be expensive urine. You're just taking on some synthetic pill, expecting it to do all these magical things for you and your body doesn't recognize it. So it's just gonna pee it right out. It's just gonna eliminate it and you're not gonna get the stuff you want. You want to make sure that you're getting these things from real food, whole foods. Get your zinc through foods. Get your magnesium through your foods, vitamin C, vitamin E. And how do we do that? We need to eat a micronutrient-rich diet. Now, on the note of the essential fatty acids, something that also is a big contributing factor to allergies is the consumption of oxidized fats and oils. And these substances have a tendency to block up receptor sites so where omega-3s and omega-6s need to go and do particular jobs, these places in the body can actually get blocked by 
quote, bad fats, trans fatty acids, the consumption of so-called vegetable oils, which are actually just soy oil or corn oil and something of that nature, these oils are very, very unstable and they oxidize very quickly. And once they get into your system, they can literally gum you up and cause all sorts of problems. So that's one of the big issues here with allergies as well. We want to eliminate those things that actually clog up our system. So another big takeaway is to shift over and use coconut oil exclusively for your cooking because the saturated fat is very stable and you're not going to end up with a lot of oxidation. Now that leads to an important place where I'm going to share with you a very, very powerful equation because all the things that we just covered, the things that increase our incidence of allergies, you know, one thing here or there is not going to make a big deal or maybe even two or three things. But this equation, which you should write this down, is toxicity times exposure equals your hazard. So toxicity times exposure equals hazard. So these different things have different level of toxicity. And with our bodies being so resilient and amazing with detoxifying things and, and healing, a little bit of toxicity here or there is not going to make a big deal. But it's also that exposure, how much exposure you're getting to the different toxins and the different things that you're exposed to. That's what's going to create your overall hazard. So people are literally stacking conditions against themselves and wondering why they have allergies when they're exposing themselves to a tremendous amount of pesticides. They're eating a mineral deficient diet. They consume oxidized fats and oils every day and they've caused leaky gut in their body due to their consumption of gluten. All these things start to stack up and create your overall hazard, your overall problem and exposure. So if you don't have organic food available to you from time to time, it's okay as long as you're not exposing yourself to all of these other factors and you're eating a micronutrient-rich diet and you're avoiding oxidized oils and all those kind of things you're going to turn out to be exceptionally healthy and not dealing with allergies. Now let's go ahead and wrap everything up, put a nice bow on it so that we can be done with the allergies because I know that it's a big problem and I don't want you to have to go through that anymore. So here's what to do. Let's break it all down for you. One of the big important antioxidants or just really powerful nutrients period for your lung function because I don't like to treat symptoms, but sometimes you need a little bit of assistance there as well. So Beta carotene is very, very important for your lung function. So people that are dealing with things like asthma and things of that nature, this is very important for you. So we want to get beta carotene rich foods in our body every single day. So this is things like carrots, kale, mustard greens, sweet potatoes, superfoods like goji berries. If like 10 times as much beta carotene as carrots, spirulina has even more beta-carotene than any other food on the planet. So those are some things to add in to your regimen every day if you're somebody who's predetermined to have allergy symptoms. This is very, very important. So make sure you're getting your beta-carotene foods in. The other thing that you need to do is make sure that you're getting a high vitamin C diet in as well. So this is going to be adding in our citrus fruits every day, our oranges, lemons in particular. Lemons are the big gun here. Just adding lemons in to your water every day or just you know adding it to juice and things like that, making sure you're getting some lemons in every day it can have some tremendous effects, not just on your protection against allergies, but for your skin, for your liver function, so many great things. You've also got superfoods like camu camu berry, which is the highest source of vitamin C of any food that's ever been discovered. 
amla berry, acerola cherry, and another little secret guy here is the kiwis. So if you're somebody who's dealing with asthma in particular or hay fever, make sure that you're getting a couple kiwis in as often as possible. And that can have some tremendous effects because they're loaded with vitamin C. Some other things that you want to look at adding in that have a ton of anecdotal evidence to support their use and efficacy is bee pollen. Bee pollen. So this is actually loaded with B vitamins, which are another big deficiency that people are dealing with that leave them susceptible to allergies. So bee pollen and making sure that it's from your local environment, if at all possible, because basically it's like an antidote to what's going on in your local environment that can be causing problems in your body. And it's an intelligent way of sort of taking a vaccine. Now, we know that vaccines actually are one of those other factors that cause a lot of allergies. We want to do this in a real whole food way with something simple and natural and that nature's presented us with. Bee pollen can be really, really helpful for some people. Some people have an allergy to bee pollen, which is fine. Don't use it. But others, give it a shot. Start with a teaspoon. Build your way up to maybe a tablespoon or, or two a day. It might be one of those things. And for me, I have a very special place in my heart with it because it really helped my son. So bee pollen, it gets a big thumbs up for me. Also, along the lines of the bee products, we've got local honey. It's another thing that can be beneficial for you. And just basically food from your environment, period. Nature's presenting you with things from your environment that's going to help you to adapt to the conditions around you. So you want to eat food that's grown locally, if at all possible. It's one of those things... One of those very subtle but powerful things that can help to protect you against allergies in your environment. We don't necessarily need to be eating a lot of food from Mexico if you don't live in Mexico. We want to eat more foods from wherever you live. And more so than anything, any of these amazing things that you can add in to help to up your system against allergies, you want to eliminate the gut damaging foods. That is the biggest takeaway from today is eliminate the gut damaging foods. Eliminate the gluten. Eliminate the grains, period. Go on a grain-free approach for 30 to 45 days and see how you feel. And of course, eliminating dairy. Now, these things are like the three big guns in how we've all been taught nutrition in our country. But if you take a look around again, where are the healthy people? The vast majority of our population is sick and dealing with chronic illness and we need to be the ones who set the example. We want to be the ones who actually embrace natural whole foods, a micronutrient-rich nutrition approach, implementing fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, sprouts, superfoods, and the particular animal foods in a small enough ratio that feels good to your body type and also fits within the parameters of your belief system. These are the foods to focus on. And with that, you've got literally thousands of different meals that can be created. So we don't need those filler foods or those poverty foods that we've been marketed to that are supposed to be the food of civilization because they're just not. And again, if you've got any questions about this, go back and listen to the Invincible Gut Health podcast and you'll get a tremendous amount of education there and walk away with some things that can really help your health and longevity, as well as helping the people that you care about. Now, I want to share a couple of quick supplements with you as well. One of the big ones is MSM, methyl sulfonylmethane. This is a methylator. This is a detoxifier. 
It's very well known to actually help to eliminate symptoms of allergies. So MSM, look into MSM, start with a small amount and build your way up. I like the MSM powders rather than the pills, but if you're a capsule person, go for it. If you're dealing with allergies and you don't want to go through that stuff anymore, start utilizing MSM in any way that you possibly can. Another supplement to take, which is really, in my opinion, a high-powered superfood, is cordyceps mushroom. This has been shown to increase your natural killer cells activity up to around 100%. It's just basically training your immune system to be able to function better, to be able to adapt to things that it's exposed to. But cordyceps in particular has a very direct affinity for your lung health. Other things that we can look at doing, if you're in an extreme case, is getting an air purifier in your home. Most of the allergens are actually in your home. It's not outside. Because in your house, you've got the allergens in your house, the dust and all that stuff, plus the outside. The outside is in your house. Unless you live in like a hyperbaric chamber or some kind of a weird plastic box or something like that, which I know you don't, but the, the outside is in, your, is in your home as well. So you need an air purifier if you have really extreme allergies. But more so than that, what we want to do is just spend more time outside. That's one of the great solutions because our bodies are always working for us and not against us if we treat it properly. Apply some of the stuff that you've learned today and start to get out and get around in your environment and allow your body to build up its immunity, number one, and also getting those other critical elements, which is clean, fresh oxygen and exposure to the sunlight, which can help your body to produce vitamin D, which is going to help to improve your liver function and all kinds of other processes in your body. It's absolutely wonderful thing. So spend more time outside. Pure water. Water is the ultimate elimination mechanism for allergens, for actually flushing the stuff out of your system. If you've got any questions about what pure water actually looks like and what you should be drinking, listen to the podcast on water because there's a university level education there in that one podcast. And lastly, eat organic. If at all possible, all the time, every time. Eat organic food. There's no need to expose your system to more pesticides, herbicides, rodenticides, fungicides. All that stuff starts to really weigh on our system and our bodies have not evolved being able to process those things. Our bodies are very, very good at eliminating and detoxifying things. But the stuff that we're exposed to now, we've got to be very adamant and proactive at doing these extra things to help protect ourselves. So I hope you've learned a lot. I hope you've gotten a lot of value from this. And if you know anybody who's dealing with allergies, make sure to share this with them because health is no fun if you've got to share it alone. So we want to make sure that we help the people that we care about. And again, knowledge is not power. Knowledge applied is power. So utilize the information that we've shared. And this is Sean Stevenson signing off from Be Well Buzz, and I'll talk with you soon. Thank you for listening. Go to www.bewellbuzz.com for more natural health information and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. Don't forget to share this podcast with your family and friends. Stay tuned for more from Be Well Buzz.